Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today we are talking about chronic inflammation. When I first started this podcast in April of 2021, it truly felt like I was fighting an uphill battle to convince people and show them the science that it is not necessary to destroy your body in the pursuit of fitness. And I often still feel that way, like I'm fighting an uphill battle. And I know it's still not mainstream to understand some of the things that we talk about, like how calories and sweating aren't really that important, or that you don't have to lift super heavy weights to gain muscle, or that gaining some muscle isn't necessarily going to make you bulky, or you don't have to do heavy compound lifts, or that gentle on your body doesn't necessarily just mean yoga and Pilates, but gentle on your body can actually be super effective. But I'm kind of excited because yesterday I saw this post on Instagram from the today show where they interviewed Jennifer Aniston, obviously like an A-list celebrity. And she said, quote, the workouts I used to do were exhausting and painful. My mind used to tell myself that if I didn't do 45 minutes to an hour workout, I wasn't drenched. It wasn't enough. I put my body through it. And over time, breaking your body, punishing your body that hard is just diminishing returns. And I was like, oh my gosh, is Jennifer Aniston an Evlo member? These are the things that we've been preaching for the past two years. And it turns out she is not an Evlo member, but (laughs) I think I would probably know if she was, but it just goes to show that this message of working smarter, not harder, and that you don't have to destroy yourself in order to be fit is becoming more and more mainstream, which makes me so excited. So although I think this mindset is becoming more mainstream, I think there are certain things that are still misunderstood. One of them being how to structure a workout to make it both gentle on your body while also being high bang for your buck. So that's the purpose of this podcast to help you wrap your mind around this new mindset around fitness, that it doesn't have to be exhausting and depleting, and it doesn't have to break down your body, but also show you using science and using the current literature, what to do within your actual workouts and how to actually execute and apply some of these science-based things in order to make your workout both gentle on your body and effective. So anyway, before I got into today's topic, I wanted to kind of chat about that because I was excited to see that. And it just goes to show that I think it's, it's going to be more and more mainstream to be more gentle on your body. So let's get into today's topic of inflammation. And this is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but I want to talk specifically about exercise and inflammation. So today the plan is we'll describe what inflammation is the differences between acute, which is temporary short-term inflammation and chronic or long-term inflammation. So what those differences are and how they're triggered from exercise, how chronic inflammation affects your fitness results. We'll talk about the symptoms of chronic muscle inflammation. And then if you feel like you are experiencing some chronic inflammation, we'll talk about how to get on the process of resolving that so you can feel better and see better payoff from your efforts in your fitness routine. So what is inflammation? Inflammation is your body's natural response to an injury. When your body senses damage or infection, your immune system triggers a cascade of cellular events to first protect that area and confine the damage. 
and then to heal that damage. And this happens over a period of, you know, it happens instantaneously and then it continues over a period of days or weeks. Inflammation has side effects in itself. So the side effects of inflammation are swelling, pain, and loss of function in that area. All of those things happen in order to protect and heal. So for example, when you get a bug bite, it's not the bug bite itself that caused redness and swelling and itching. It's your body's immune response to that foreign substance that caused that response. It's not the bug bite itself. It's your body's reaction to the bug bite. So I think that's something that's interesting to kind of think about and we can apply the same thing to exercise. So inflammation is an amazing thing. It keeps us safe. It helps heal our bodies. It helps confine potential infection and inflammation can be acute. So short-term or chronic. So longer term acute inflammation is a short-term response that lasts days to weeks where chronic inflammation can persist for months or years. Inflammation is a vital part of not only healing from something as small as a bug bite or a cold or something bigger like a, a large wound, but inflammation is a vital process and a vital part of exercise in improving the strength and size of muscles. Without inflammation, our bodies would not physically change in the sense that like we wouldn't grow muscles, we wouldn't get stronger. So inflammation is a, is a vital part of exercise and understanding that there's a time and place for inflammation. And yet we want to confine inflammation so that it doesn't get out of hand. And we can do that by dosing our exercise appropriately. So how does inflammation work during and after a workout? So during the workout, your muscles are loaded in strain. So let's say we're doing lunges and working glutes. So during your workout itself, the muscles are working hard. And once they get past a certain threshold, uh, where they, you start to feel fatigue, the muscles are accumulating little micro damage, so little tears, micro damage, and that micro damage triggers the inflammation process immediately. So depending on the extent of the muscle damage, depending on how hard you worked that certain muscle, this inflammation process typically lasts about 48 hours. So it typically takes your body about 48 hours to heal the tissue that you damaged in your workout, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer. And it also depends on some lifestyle factors too, right? If you are sleeping well and you are nourishing yourself with plenty of great food and water, and you are managing your emotional life, you might be on the shorter end of this 48 hours. And on the flip side, if you're someone that has a really stressful life, you're not really sleeping a lot. You're not focusing on quality nutrition. This 48 hour timeline might be extended, could even be up to a week sometimes. So during this time of inflammation, after you've worked your glutes, let's say you've done your lunges, three sets, whatever, your glutes are cooked, your glutes are tired. Okay. Now they need this 48 hours to heal for this inflammation process to take place. During this time, your body is working hard behind the scenes to repair the micro damage that you created in your workout. So during this inflammation time, during this 48 hours, give or take, this means a few things. Number one, your strength decreases while that specific muscle is inflamed. So your glutes are going through this inflammatory process. And during this 48 hours, you they're actually weaker. So the muscle that's undergoing the acute inflammation gets weaker before it gets stronger. This is something that I think isn't well understood. And one reason why working muscles each day can be so counterproductive. 
due to the swelling in the muscle itself from the inflammation process, your neuromuscular connection is dampened. So your brain to your muscle connection, the nerves that connect off your spinal cord to that muscle, that connection itself can be dampened. So this creates a weaker muscle. We are only as strong as our neuromuscular connection. So when that connection is dampened, your muscle is weaker. So if you work a muscle again during this time, let's say you, your glutes, you worked your glutes and you're working them again during this time before they've had time to recover, you're restarting that inflammation process. So you're straining your glutes again, creating more damage. You're going back to the beginning. So this can delay healing of a muscle and reduce not only the strength in the muscle temporarily, it can contribute to chronic inflammation. So this is kind of a gross example. I'm sorry, but it's, I mean, it's a physiological example that we can all relate to. So it's like picking a scab. You have a scrape on your arm and it forms a scab and that scab is there to protect the vulnerable skin underneath so that your body has time to heal that vulnerable, weaker skin. But if you break the scab open, it delays the healing process further. Whereas if you just leave it alone and let your body do its thing, your amazing immune system will have the time and opportunity to heal that skin stronger. So our muscles are the same way. When you stress and strain a muscle in your workout, we want to give it enough time so that your immune system, which is the most incredible recovery tool that we have, do its thing, get in there, heal the muscle so that we can come out on the other side stronger and with larger muscles. So that's the first thing that happens during this temporary inflammation process is that you, you the muscle itself is weaker. Secondly, you may feel like during this time, you can't connect or feel these muscles engage. And this is related, right? So because of that dampened neuromuscular signaling, you may feel like you can't feel your muscles engage despite your best efforts. It also may take a higher threshold of stimulus for you to actually feel any muscle burn, which is not necessarily a good thing. So some people who have overused their muscles and have trouble connecting to the muscles will feel like they have to do super, super high reps or use external tools like these booty bands in order to feel like they can actually connect to a muscle and feel it contract. They feel like they can't get the sensation in the muscle unless they either do really high repetition or add extra resistance like booty bands in order to feel like they have enough stimulus to actually feel the muscle engage. I'm not saying that equipment like booty bands are bad and they can be a tool to help improve neuromuscular sensation. But if you can't do a rep, like a body weight lunge and connect and feel your glutes engage, it's likely because your neuromuscular connection is dampened and could be improved. And this can happen for various reasons. Sometimes it's just that you haven't practiced enough and you need to rewire your brain to that muscle. But often what I see is it's happening because of underlying inflammation from overuse because you're working that muscle too often. So the neuromuscular connection is dampened. So it takes a lot of stimulus using booty bands, doing high repetitions or whatever in order to even feel the muscle connect and engage. This is also why you may feel so much more connected to your muscles after a reset week or after a few consecutive days off. Like, have you ever gone on vacation and taken some days off exercise and then you come back from vacation and you feel stronger immediately? Like you do two reps and you're like, oh, there are my muscles. I feel them immediately. And 
a lot of people mistaken this for being weaker when really it's probably that your body has cleared inflammation, improving neuromuscular signaling, which cleans up muscle contraction and recruitment patterns, meaning that you'll get a higher quality workout when you take some dedicated time off exercise. So the first thing that happens in this acute inflammatory process after you work a muscle, like we're using the glutes as an example. So the first thing that happens is strength decreases. You also tangential to that may feel like you can't feel or connect to your muscles. And then third, you're actually more prone to injuries. If you work this muscle during this inflammation process, because of the altered neuromuscular pathways, your proprioception or your ability to sense your joint position declines. This means that you may not have a lot of control in deeper ranges of motion, which will leave you vulnerable, it's always a hard word for me, vulnerable to injury. But what many people are trained to do is work a muscle that they're trying to quote unquote change all the time. Like if they want to change their glutes or, you know, tone their arms, quote unquote, they'll work these muscles every day. And this stimulus that's too frequent begins to disturb and delay the natural healing process, eventually contributing to chronic muscle inflammation called myositis. Overuse from a repetitive exercise routine that stresses the same muscles without enough rest in between can cause this chronic muscle inflammation. And unfortunately, this is very common with group fitness since many times the workouts aren't structured one against another. And many times instructors will kind of preferentially work the same muscle groups that many people want to quote unquote improve like glutes and arms and abs. When I was a practicing physical therapist, so many of my patients who were taking group fitness classes struggled with this. And this wasn't one type of group fitness. I saw this across the board, like any group popular group fitness format, I saw so many overuse injuries and I'm not bagging group fitness. I'm obviously a huge fan of group fitness. I think this is just a call for the group fitness industry to be a little bit more structured and think about how they are loading muscles when their, their participants or their clients could be taking their classes every single day. So what would happen with many of my patients would be they're working let's keep the example of the glutes. They'd be working their glutes very frequently, like multiple times a week, consecutive days. And they mistakenly think that the more they're working this muscle, the stronger this muscle is getting. But when I would manual muscle test their glutes, they were completely weak and disconnected and they had no neuromuscular connection to their glutes. And they'd be so confused and surprised because they thought that those muscles should be particularly strong because they spend so much time working them. But because they were overusing their glutes, they were experiencing inflammation in the muscle and dampened neuromuscular awareness and strength. So just because they were working the glutes more often didn't necessarily mean they were stronger and actually could be backpedaling them. And they probably would have seen better results if they had spread out their glute work and allowed their body more time for healing. So overuse of certain muscles is not only counterproductive for strength and counterproductive for neuromuscular signaling and proprioception, but it's also counterproductive for physical results, which means that you may be putting in hard work, but working yourself backwards because adequate recovery is crucial for hypertrophy or muscle growth. When the muscle is constantly inflamed, recovery is inadequate. When you are stressing a muscle in your workout, not giving it appropriate time to recover, and then stressing it again during that inflammation process, restarting that inflammation process, the inflammation can start to snowball and create chronic inflammation. 
This inflammation can interfere with protein synthesis, which is the process of building new muscle tissue. So this is why overuse can be so counterproductive for actually seeing physical results in your body. Chronic inflammation can also contribute to something called oxidative stress, which can promote the breakdown of muscle tissue. So not only are you likely not seeing more muscle tissue, but you could actually be breaking down the muscle tissue that you actually have by overusing certain muscle groups. So this oxidative stress process causes muscle wasting, influencing body composition, overall health, and can actually accelerate your aging. So by not structuring your routine, you could actually be working yourself backwards. So strength and hypertrophy will be affected, but you can also experience some very uncomfortable symptoms like constant soreness, muscle tenderness, and tightness. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, I think this might be me. I think I might be overusing my muscles. Here are some symptoms that you may be experiencing chronic muscle inflammation, weakness, pain or tenderness in a specific muscle. So let's say you're like, okay, I think I might be overusing my glutes specifically touch your glutes. Are they super tender to touch all the time? And pain and tenderness is common, is a common symptom of acute inflammation as well. So if you just worked your glutes yesterday and they're a little pain and tender, that's okay. That's normal. But if they're always tender and painful, that could be a symptom of chronic inflammation. Another symptom is stiffness. Again, same thing can also be a symptom of acute inflammation. So if you just worked your glutes yesterday, your hips might feel a little stiff. That's okay. But if they're always, always super, super stiff, that could be an indication of chronic inflammation. Another symptom is overall fatigue, which I talk about all the time, mood issues, and then actually accelerated aging. So this is related to oxidative stress. And again, will happen if you've been experiencing chronic inflammation for a long time. So accelerated aging can look like increasing the amount of gray hair, increasing wrinkles, decreased energy, decreased muscle mass, things like that. So if you're experiencing a few of those symptoms, it could mean that you have some chronic inflammation potentially from overuse or from an exercise program where it was too, too repetitive. So here's what to do next. How do you heal? If you're like, Oh yeah, that's me. First, it's important to identify these things before they get too severe. So if you're an EVO member and you're starting to experience some of these symptoms, it's really important to get ahead of things by saying, okay, it's time for a reset week. It's time for me to get ahead of this. And this is something I recommend for everyone who is consistently strength training for about eight to 12 weeks. So if you've been strength training for about eight to 12 weeks, I recommend taking about four to seven days off resistance training. I do this myself every eight to 12 weeks, and it is a game changer. These reset weeks can give your body a chance to catch up on inflammation, grow muscles stronger and larger, and ultimately help avoid chronic inflammation. This will keep you on track, helping you to avoid accumulating oxidative stress. You'll feel better and you'll ultimately see better, more sustainable results. Studies show that these reset weeks can improve anabolic signaling that seems to get dampened over time with consistent muscle loading. So translation, the pathways responsible for healing and growing muscles improve when you have some structured time off exercise after you've been consistent for a while. So I did an entire podcast about this. If you want to learn more, that's episode number 30. And then we also have a reset week within the Evolo membership if you want to follow along with that. 
If you're not an Evo member and you think you may be coming from a workout routine that's overusing muscles, maybe you're doing lunges in it and squats and abs every single day. This is your sign to restructure your routine, consider healing from chronic inflammation and put yourself on a path that will be higher payoff for your time investment. And trust me, it is totally possible to heal from chronic inflammation and put yourself on a better, more sustainable path. I know I did it myself. It takes some tinkering, but it is so, so worth it. So if that's you, here's my recommendation. Number one, it depends on the extent of damage and how long you've been in this chronic inflammation state. It may take some tinkering, adjusting your routine. So although I'm going to give you some guidelines, you really have to use the scientific method on yourself. And this doesn't just go for this. This goes for anything in fitness. Anytime you want to improve your body, you have to use a scientific method on yourself because although I can give you these guidelines, it might not be exactly what your body needs. So you might have to tinker a little bit. So the scientific method is, you know, you develop your hypothesis. You think, okay, I think this is going to work. And then you try it. And then you assess to see if it worked, test it. If it didn't work, tinker, tweak something, try again, and just keep trying things until you do find what works. So don't get frustrated. It's totally normal to tinker and play with these things and use a scientific method. So here is the overall three-part process. Heal, load, fuel. Heal, load, fuel. Number one is heal. I'd recommend taking four-ish days off resistance training or high-intensity exercise, and you could take up to seven-ish, even 10, where you just walk, you just do gentle activity that isn't stressing your muscles. People always ask about if they can do Pilates in their time off, and I say no because Pilates is still loading your muscles. So just keep it gentle flows, walks, gentle movement. A good rule of thumb is that you shouldn't feel your muscles burn during this phase. People are afraid to take some time off because they're afraid to lose progress. But remember that if you're chronically inflamed, you have more to gain than to lose by taking some time off. So I take four to seven days off resistance training every eight to 12 weeks, and I've consistently moved myself forward. So it is so worth it. So that's step one is heal. After that, you want to start to load muscles very intentionally and specifically. And I am biased obviously, but I think we do this very well in the Evelyn membership Many programs are loading muscles very indirectly, or they're applying force in ways that strain joints more than they really work muscles. And this can cause some unnecessary inflammation and stress on your body and kind of delay this whole process. So I obviously recommend Evlo for that reason, because it's cleaner forces through your body and it's more stress on the muscles, less stress on the joints. Um, but you know, I can't always guarantee that this process will work as well if you're doing a workout that's filled with exercises that may be overly stressful on your joints. But, you know, obviously I'm biased. So that's step two is to load. And then finally, fuel. You need to make sure that you're hydrating and fueling properly with enough protein. I am not a registered dietitian, so I like to kind of stay in my lane on this, but fueling is obviously a huge necessary part of this process. So if you want to learn more about this process, Um, I did a workshop and I did a whole program actually. And within that program is a workshop where we walk you through the process of how to build a fitness and a nutrition plan that will help with body recomposition without the burnout. And then in that program, you also have five of our Evlo classes, our strength classes that you can keep forever. So this will get you started. You can take the same classes week after week and continue to add more weight as you get stronger, as the lifts get easier and progressively overload and see body composition changes. 
with these same classes over and over if you wanted to. So this program is designed for people who are overusing their bodies in their workouts. They're experiencing chronic inflammation and they want to start working smarter, not harder. If you're an Evelyn member, you can certainly watch the workshop. You don't have to take the classes that are included in the workshop. You can just continue with your regular track of classes because the classes are um, the same structure that we do in our regular week of classes. But if you're not an Evelyn member and you want a way to load muscles very specifically and kind of follow some of this advice, it's a good, it's a good option for you. So in this workshop, I guide you towards body recomposition, which body recomposition means losing fat and gaining muscle. And the whole goal is to do this really slowly without burning yourself out, without accumulating a lot of unnecessary damage in your body. My hope is to give you this evidence-based workshop so that you can sustain changes. And I will not lie, this is not a fast track at all. And I always recommend that you tinker and use a scientific method on yourself, even within the things that I talk about in this workshop. But I think it'll give you a great place to start. And I think it'll really help you reframe how you think about exercise really for the rest of your life. And best yet, you'll feel better by transitioning to a type of routine where you're working with your body instead of against it. So I will leave that sign up link in the show notes below. Even if you don't decide to join burnout bootcamp, I hope this episode was useful and insightful for you. We will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.